Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of Boo My Dad Says. My name is John and I am your tour guide through the world of the paranormal. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a spine-tingling time. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Season 2 of Boo My Dad Says, and this is also the first episode of the new year. Thank goodness 2020 is over with. That is a fact, Jack. And if you haven't met, my name is John, and this is my lovely wife, Rebecca. Hello there. And tonight we are going to be trying to get back into the swing of things because, as you know, we took last week off to uh, spend some time with the family, have a little bit of time between Christmas and New Year's, and to survive all the chaos that is the uh, Christmas holiday. But the funny thing is, is we actually still haven't even taken down our Christmas tree yet, so there's that. Or the lights outside. Or that. (laughs) If you have a story that you'd like to share with us, you can email us at john at boo my dad says, or, oh, <laughs> you need to email us at boo. <laughs> okay, just kidding. You need to email us at john at boo my dad says.com, or you can hit the contact link on our website at www.boomydadsays.com. Woo! I believe some more coffee may be needed for tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm actually not very with it tonight either, guys. I had my COVID-19 vaccine yesterday, and I tell you, I was feeling fine this morning, but by the time the recording time comes around tonight, I'm starting to feel a pretty rough just kind of like I feel like my my body is in one place and my mind is somewhere else. It's kind of like those out-of-body experiences that some of these uh, psychic mediums have. I was going to say, then you're in the right place. We're on a ghosty little out-of-body experience podcast here, dude. Very true. Very true. Well, anyways... If you listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, we would really love it if you guys would go out and give us a rating and a review because it does something with their search algorithms and it will bump our show higher up the list so we'll be a lot easier to find for other people out there. And tonight, before we get started, I do want to also apologize about for something in our last episode. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I made a little bit of a boo-boo in editing and ended up, uh, Becca had told her first story twice, and I'm really sorry about that. It was a really good story. What can I say? You it had to put it in there twice. It was so good that I had to uh, give you a before editing and after editing cut of the story because that story had... Uh, you with no background music, just telling the story, and then, and then it cut back in and told it again with all the nice little spooky background music. Oh, and what's everything. the best of both worlds? 
So, so you got a behind-the-scenes look of that show, <laughs> of that story. So tonight, we're going to be going purely out of legend, dear. Okay. We're going to be talking about the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Yes, the Boogeyman. Bumpa. And he is probably one of the most well-known, I guess, urban legends, myths, whatever you want to call him, of all time. And we're going to jump right into that after a word from our sponsor. And we're back. So, yes, this week we are talking about the Boogeyman. And I guess what made me decide on this subject is, you know, back in the very first episode ever of Boo My Dad Says, you know, I talked about kind of what made me interested in the paranormal was I was a big fan of Ghostbusters. As you can, as most of you who know me personally, I am a child of the 80s. And Ghostbusters was a huge critical success in the 80s, along with the cartoon series, the real Ghostbusters, and that's where I had my first experience. And one of their episodes was called The Boogeyman Cometh. And it's quite possibly one of the top five episodes of the show of all time. Is that the episode with the guy in the closet? Uh-huh. That's a little scary. <laughs> yes, it, it really was. I mean, and that's what made the early seasons of, of the real Ghostbusters so good was that, I mean, it wasn't just a lot of this fluff stuff. It, some of those episodes were genuinely scary. And with this one quite possibly being one of the scariest of that first season. So the Boogeyman... Uh, he is um, he's a mythical monster, and his impact can be traced all around the world. And I think you're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, we're going to cover some of those boogeyman myths. Yeah, but from what I've been able to find, one of the very first references to this legendary creature, he was was found back in the 1500s. Though it's suspected that the boogeyman has existed much longer than this. Now, it was thought that the Boogeyman was originally, ref- was originally a reference for the mischievous creatures called Hobgoblins. Throughout, and that happened throughout much of Europe. Hobgoblins were actually quite friendly or limited to some lighthearted pranks. But then there were these tales of hobgoblins, which were much more vile in nature. And these creatures were said to torment humans, sometimes to the point of frightening a person to death. But the boogeyman, the story really behind it is he was more known for as a tale that parents would tell their kids to kind of frighten them into good behavior. And, you know, the Boogeyman was definitely a very scary personality. And a lot of the different myths, you know, there is some crossover as far as what the Boogeyman looked like. 
you know, but his description on the was usually the similarities where he was depicted as having claws, talons, sharp teeth. And then along with that, the majority of the boogeymen were of the spirit variety, while the minority, and this is the the rough one, were considered demons, witches, and other legendary creatures. You know, and then some of the boogeymen were depicted to have certain animal features such as horns, hooves, and bug appearances. And to go back to that real Ghostbusters reference, the boogeyman there, they did, you know, sitting here reading some of this, they did a really good job of incorporating a lot of this legend into that character. Because yeah, he was definitely scary. He had big claws, didn't he? He had big claws. He had the hooves. Mm-hmm. And he had a really big head, you know. And, I mean, it's exactly what I would have, I guess, envisioned what a boogeyman would look like. Um But then there is also some attachment to real life to of where some of the boogeyman could have come from. In the United Kingdom, it's thought that the boogeyman could have originally been a description of a buggy man like creature or the buggy men. And the and the buggy men were responsible for picking up the dead. Especially when, like the bat, the Black Plague was just devastating Europe. Because of their contact with the dead, these buggy men were often very sick themselves and had these skeleton-like figures with sunken eyes. Now, I don't know if how many of you all have ever studied the Black Plague, but you know that thing was bad news in Europe. Uh, it arrived in Europe in 1347 uh, on these on 12 ships at when they docked at a Sicilian port of Messina, and the Black Plague killed between 75 million and 200 million people estimate. And that was I actually had to sit there and be like, "Are you sure that is right? Because that is a lot of people." It was, and, and the crazy thing was is that it happened over a seven-year period. Um, so if you went on the low end of that estimate, 75 million people, that's like a little over 10 million people a year. That's a lot of people to be kicking the bucket and for yeah. these boogeymen to be having to haul away. So as I mentioned earlier, the motivation of the boogeyman was primarily fixated on children. You know, the myth that parents would use the boogeyman to scare them. The, uh, the idea was that the boogeyman will seek out anyone who is guilty of wrongdoing, regardless of what age group a particular boogeyman goes after. It seems to be a common theme that the boogeyman will not attack those who are considered good. There are many variations on why the boogeyman preys on his victims, most versions of the boogeyman will come after children if they've been naughty and disobeyed their parents in some way. These boogeymen have a wide range of punishments that they would choose from. Some boogeymen will only give children terrifying reminders like scratching on their window panes at night, appearing as a shadow that lurks in their bedroom, or in some cases as something that would come out of the closet or from under the bed. Uh, 
other boogeyman are more sinister, making it even more important for children to mind their parents' instructions. These boogeymen have a taste for naughty children and will often sneak into their rooms to carry them away at night. And these children are often never found and are said to be eaten by the boogeyman. Wow. When I don't sleep tonight, I'm going to roll over and poke you. (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely, I want to say not the skeptic in this relationship, but I am the big fat scaredy cat. And so a lot and of the times, skeptic. and the skeptic, yes, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like I said, th- this to me, I don't. This to me is totally myth, right. This is but, skeptical, but it does scare me. It doesn't take much. So now the boogeyman has been known to creep up all across the world in different forms, and you've done a little bit of research into that. Yes. Yeah, so being the teacher, um, the the idea of searching out these different manifestations of the boogeyman across cultures is very interesting to me. Even within, within the United States, depending on if you are in the Pacific Northwest, if you are in the Midwest where there were a strong where there was a strong Native American presence, in the Appalachians, if you are up north, there are v- lots of different varying stories. Um, they would also tell stories of doing the booger dance. Um, the male participants would do this booger dance in the Midwestern states. They would scratch at the window. In the Pacific Northwest, you would always see them in green fog. You know, the booger dance, that reminds me, there was, I think, something to mention about that. I did a show back early on about the wampus cat, and they were talking about the booger dance in that, where the the, the Cherokee um, men would uh, put on these masks, and then they would go and dance and chase around uh, the That's women. definitely, that comes from boogeyman... Um, origins, I would say for sure. It sounds very similar. They also said that some of these boogeymen would put uh, the children in a sack. I think you said that a minute ago with part of yours. But it also said that a wart can be transmitted to someone by the boogeyman. So even so something... that's how your brother got his wart. Maybe. <laughs> um, so that that is in itself, and there's a lot of folklore tied up in warts and healings and stuff here in Appalachia for sure. Um, but the, the, so if you see somebody with a wart, they've apparently had a contact with the boogeyman. So if we move outside of the United States, John already spoke a little bit about the United Kingdom. Um, in the Netherlands, he is known as the Bakken Riders. Okay, I'm totally doing a great job with that. The Bakken Riders. Oh, you gotta get that guttural sound Bok- there. Bakken Riders. But anyway, <laughs> it is translated as the Buck Riders. They are ghost thieves who ride flying goats. If that doesn't scream demonic presence, I don't know what does. That seems a that's little That's definitely, creepy. that's gotta be something in Norse mythology because the goats are very big in that. In the Norse? Okay. Yeah, because. Um, I think Thor in Norse mythology, he had a couple of goats that would go around with him. All right. So these buck riders, they were, um, this was created back in the 18th century to intimidate and to terrorize the local farming communities. In Germany, they are known as the Bootsmann. The Bootsmann was a faceless goblin. When I think of that, I think of Dementors off of Harry Potter. Um, or off of the ghost of uh, Christmas future, off of the Christmas Carol, too. Yeah. <laughs> that faceless ghost. 
So the Bootsmen, they even came up with children's songs, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it was translated as It Dances the Bootsman, which was originally a song about a poltergeist with rattling bones and a scythe. Hello, here's a little lullaby for you, darling. Let's sing about a poltergeist. I don't think so. Okay, in A noisy spirit. <laughs> yeah, in Spain, he's known as the Sack Man. Okay, he is known as the sack man, the hombre del saco, hombre del costal, a lot of words I can't say. And I even took Spanish for many years. Actually, he did a pretty good job there, I thought. He was an ugly, gaunt man. He would kidnap those naughty children in broad daylight, the nerve, and carry them away in a sack. Sometimes he would eat them, like you were talking about earlier, or sometimes he would sell them. In some cultures, a figure like a sack man works as St. Nicholas's evil sidekick. So it's like a dual split personality oh, kind like of the, a thing. The, the Krampus, I think, is what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy, yeah. So in Russia, he is known as the Baba Rosha, something else I can't pronounce, Gorska Maika, a witch with a deep and powerful connection to the forest. This one's a lady, okay? She, oh gosh, she lives in a hut that stands on a giant chicken legs and she rides around a flying mortar and carries a giant pestle. Ambivalent towards humans, she acts, let's see, oh, I can't read. She is just as likely to help you as she is to heat you. Baba, which is translated as woman, Yaga is the word for serpent. So a woman, serpent, nope. witch. Nope. There's snakes. There's nope. snakes. There we go. Okay. Um, and it sounds very similar to a Polish, uh, to the Polish word for witch, and a Croatian word for horror, and a Slavonic word for disease. So whatever this chick is, she's a lot of trouble. That is faux show. So in other words, the the boogeyman is like dun 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 like a lady. <laughs> okay. So if we're moving down to Algeria. Oh, gosh, that cut off. I don't even. That's got a lot of accento marks and a lot of vowels in that word. I don't even know how to pronounce we'll just, that. We can just skip that one. So, then. yeah, that was pretty terrifying. It was a decomposed animal with different body parts that were flaming blobs of spit. I thought that one was kind of interesting, even if I can't pronounce it. I mean, who needs a flaming blob of spit? Um, in South Africa, there's the tokoloshi. They can become invisible by drinking water. They can cause mischief. You can protect themselves. You can protect yourself while you're sleeping by placing a brick under each leg of your bed. That's all you need. Two bricks and you are safe. Um, in Nepal, this guy kind of looks like a baby Yoda. Sort of. He's got the big ears like baby Yoda. I was thinking he looked like Sableye in the Pokemon world. Guru Mappa is a man-eating giant with large protruding fangs. He loves the taste of children, but he could be reasoned with. He can exchange, he will exchange it for a large feast instead of eating your children. In Indonesia, it is a wewe gombal, a vengeful spirit of a woman with a broken heart that drove her to suicide. Unlike the usual boogeyman, this one from Indonesia kidnaps the children to save them from the bad parents. So she's really like, I don't know, DCS or something. She's taking like children out of homes. So she's a so she's a good boogeyman she is or boogie a, person. She is a good vengeful boogie spirit. Woman. Okay. She lovingly cares for them 
in her nest atop a palm tree, refusing to return them until their parents repent of their wicked ways. Oh, hey, palm tree, I'm sold. Yeah, you're going to go live with the Baja Wushi Vengeful Spirit? All right, in Japan, it's an ogre, Namahaji. They look for children who have misbehaved. They're more than happy to unburden the parents by taking the children away who are lazy, insolent, or simply cry too much. Their name comes from their famous refrain, a bunch of characters, I don't know, that means uh, that they sit and insult people lazily who sit by the fire all day. That doesn't even make sense. I should have read that one before I <laughs> before I, I shared it with you all. And now back to um, the United States. So back in the United States, we've got one more from New Jersey. I had some family that lived in New Jersey. It was pretty. So there's one called the Jersey Devil, who is a dragon-like creature with a strange amalgam of animal parts and a blood-curdling scream. According to legend, this one was the 13th child of a terribly unlucky Mother Leeds in 1735. Ever since, it has been terrorizing the foolhardy enough to venture into the Pine Barrens at night. And the Jersey Devil, uh, a lot of, I've, you know, there have been a lot of... Uh, Shows out there, paranormal shows that could almost dedicate an entire episode just to the Jersey Devil itself. Oh wow! So this chick here, La Llorona, the Boogeyman. This was from Mexico. The ghost of a woman who drowned her children in order to be with a man who eventually dumped her. Bunch of idiots. She drowned herself because she was destitute when the man that she killed her children for left her. Okay, there's a lot going on here that we should um, unpack, I believe. There's a bunch of (laughs) stuff going on here. (laughs) Sounds like she needs some therapy. (laughs) She needs a therapist for sure. Um, Anyway, so even she drowned herself. She's barred from entering heaven until she finds her children. So at night, she just wanders along the riverbanks looking for them, crying, Ah, mis hijos, my children, snatching any child she sees just in case it was her own. Unlike the Irish banshee, hearing her cry is considered a death omen. Her name is derived from the Spanish lorar, which means to weep. And lastly, um, rounding up our tour of the world, we've got, um, we're going to Belize, Tata Duende, a small bearded goblin, a.k.a. a gnome, just kidding, a small bearded goblin with no thumbs and backwards feet, is said to be the guardian of the forest and, and the animals. Parents warn their children that if they stay out after dark or if they wander into the jungle, Tata Duende will get them. His name translates to Papa Goblin. Well, he's not going to get anywhere fast with backwards feet. No, and no thumbs. No you don't, thumbs. You I don't mean, realize I, how much you use your thumbs until you are unable to do so. Yeah, no joke. Well, guys, what do y'all think about the boogeyman? There's definitely a lot there and probably a whole lot more than what we gave you tonight. The, um, Like I said, my biggest experience with the boogeyman did come from a cartoon, The Real Ghostbusters. But hey, it's one of the best cartoon series ever made, and I'll fight you over it. So. Them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> but... Anyhow, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. And, you know, we really enjoy, you know, hearing from you all. Send us a message and, you know, we will certainly get you on the air. 
Yeah, check us out on our Facebook page. Check us out on our website. And don't forget to give us a rating and hit subscribe. Give us a review. We would love to keep bringing awesome ghostly paranormal stories for you. And if you would like to help support this uh, podcast, you can always go to anchor.fm slash boo my dad says slash support. And for as little as 99 cents a month, you can be a producer of the show. And that 99 cents or however much you would like to help donate, you know, helps us invest in new and better equipment like... um, like I just had to buy my lovely, lovely co-host, assistant. Yeah, my lovely co-host, a microphone, and and we're getting uh, me a chair next. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to if you actually saw her. Um, she's sitting on this wooden chair. I'm perched up on this god awful stool down in the basement with a cat staring at me. It's kind of scary down here. Yeah, our cat is pretty scary. In our and cat's of a flurkin'. If you are into the Marvel, is it Marvel? Yeah, Marvel. In the Marvel universe, our cat's a flurkin'. Just saying. And she's not really kidding. That, that I'm not cat wrong. Is the most <laughs> he is the most temperamental beast I have ever seen in my life. I mean, you could be petting him one second and then you've lost a finger in the next. True story. <laughs> uh, our oldest son, he could be he. He would be walking down the hall, minding his own business, and next thing you know, the cat would like come out of a room, bite him on the ankle, and be like, why'd you do that for? I never even bothered you, man. I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Like, if he had done something, it would justify it, I suppose. But I guess. Well, folks, I, I hope y'all enjoyed the show, and I look forward to uh, getting with you all next week. I'm not going to tell you what we've got coming. It's a surprise. But thanks again, and we hope you have a good rest of the week and a good upcoming weekend. So peace out, peeps. Good night, and God bless.